When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here we go! There's only four words. This is Something Something Broncos. This one's for Pat! Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico, and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Something Something Broncos. I am excited to announce that there have been some changes at Mile High Report with the podcast. Most importantly, Mike DeSico uh, has joined me as a co-host on Something Something Broncos. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm so, so happy to be here. I'm glad to have you here uh, joining me for a season of Russell Wilson-fueled Denver Broncos football. That's right. He's on the Broncos, isn't he? I think there have been some articles on MileHighReport.com. Oh, yeah. Right. I'll. uh... Mike, tell us about yourself, your Bronco fandom, and like where you came into Broncos country, and and kind of where you are now. Uh, I was born in Fort Collins way back in the seventies, and grew up in Greeley. Uh, So I remember watching Super Bowl twelve with my dad. I was there at John Elway's first practice in Greeley as a Bronco, and it was insane my backyard used to be kind of back up against the unc practice fields and my entire summers were spent like riding my bike up to training camp every summer um i worked at the greeley tribune during college and so i got to cover the broncos 
while I was in college, you know, we covered training camp and do the home games. I was never on the beat. I don't want to oversell myself, but, you know, got to be on the field in the locker room during those 90s years. Uh, and then, of course, I moved to California right before we won the Super Bowl. And I've been living in NorCal ever since, Raiders and Niners country. But uh, it's always Broncos country, no matter where I'm at. This is kind of our first podcast. Like, this is this is it. New territory. Our open is still not been fixed, as you probably could tell. Uh but but that's coming. Um, there's all sorts of new exciting things happening podcast wise uh, with the Mile High Report podcast network. Going to be great. Yeah, we're going to have daily updates. Uh, basically, what's going on during training camp every day, sometimes twice a day, maybe even more than that if there's you know exciting breaking news. Yeah. So there should always be something for you to listen to uh, on the Mile High Report. Camp. Right. It, well, yeah. With any luck, it will be. It'll just be like yeah, they're just because... dominating and. We're not, not going to have the quarterback controversy. So hopefully there's no injuries and it's just uh, kind of a workmanlike training camp, which I think is like, what this franchise needs. This is needs. the weirdest training camp ever. Not one injury. I can't believe it. No, well, we're not going to get that <laughs> lucky. But you always cheer for a quiet training camp because, you know, somebody holds out because of a contract or somebody's hurt or DUI or whatever, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. You can't be getting the DUIs during training camp. Usually that happens like in the next couple weeks, be well, right before it starts. So hopefully up, none of that. Growing up in Greeley during uh, when the Broncos were there, they were always all out at the Smiling Moose and all those other places. And so seeing drunk Broncos was uh, not hard to do. <laughs> that was back in the 80s. You know, it's a little it's a different time. Back then, you'd have like 100 players on the roster because they didn't have the limits they did now. So like Reeves would just bring in 100 people. And so you want to know who most of them were, especially when they didn't have a giant number 46 on their shirt. You'd see some guys out there that are like, I'm pretty sure he's a Bronco because he looks a little bit too old to hitting, be hitting on the some college kid on campus, you know? I'm sure anyway. that never happened. I'm never, sure never. they were all upstanding citizens of the 1980s. Of course they were. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, so in this show, uh, right, because we're still in the dead of uh, the off season, like it's yeah. it's about to get going, like again on uh, on July twenty fifth that week, like that's the week training camp opens, and like we're gonna be, it's gonna be full on, uh, as they say, balls to the wall uh, coverage of your Denver Broncos on MileHighReport.com. Oh. Um, one thing that did happen earlier in July, the list of semifinalists for Hall of Fame consideration came out. Uh, and it was kind of nice. It was like there were some names on there that we've seen before, but there was one name that really caught my eye. It's uh, Randy Gratishar finally got a senior consideration nod after falling between the cracks during the 2020-2021 uh, centennial classes that, that went in. In addition to him, Dan Reeves and Mike Shanahan are also up for uh, consideration. Any of those names uh, strike you as shoe-ins this year, uh, Mike? Do you, do you see anyone that, that you like your soul really wants to get in? I'm not one who believes in conspiracy theories like how the refs want a certain team to win or the NFL office wants some team to win. But the one I do believe in is that Denver has gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to the Hall of Fame. The Chiefs, through wandering through the wilderness, not really accomplishing anything, were able to get all these uh, people in and Denver not. So that said, I think they're all three deserving. I think they're all three overlooked. The one who I think deserves it the most here is Dan Reeves. He, you know, Super Bowl champion as a uh, player, as a uh, coach. 
coach of the year in like uh, two different conferences. He didn't go, he didn't make it to the Super Bowl with the Giants though. But even he was really good with the Giants. And I think there's still, at least with people in my generation, there's still that bad taste about how it ended with him and Elway and the Broncos. But he was as responsible as Elway for the success in the 80s. He was the steady hand on the wheel. Yeah, he's probably too conservative. He probably took put too big of a rain on Elway, but first of all, he's as nice of a person as you could come across. His resume, he's in the ring of fame. He had 190 games, won 201 overall, because 11 of them were in the postseason. He was a four-time AFC champion, one-time NFC champion. The other two coaches who lost four Super Bowls, Bud Grant and Marv Levy, they got in the Hall of Fame years ago. Why isn't Dan Reeves there? He was a Broncos uh, coach. And that, oh, there that's it is. How? Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah, so obviously Oops. Mike and Randy deserve it. But I think Dan has a bad reputation, like still with Bronco fans. See, for me, I, I don't see it that well. I Yes, I know. I know that there. Yeah, there 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 is that sentiment. But for me, yeah. like growing up, like I was a I was a Broncos fan who came of age in the 80s with John Elway. Like, yeah, like you'd mentioned that you saw uh, Super Bowl 12 uh, with Randy Gratishar uh, yes. with your dad. I remember watching um, uh, the Dan Reeves show. And and hearing on Channel him, Four with Ron Zapolo, ex- exactly with the mustache, yeah. Yes. And uh, every every time it was on at dinner, we, with every question that was asked to Dan Reeves, he would always answer with "Well, we did," or "Well, we didn't," or "Well, we would." And it's like my dad, like it drove my dad crazy. And so so he would just be like, "Why does he keep saying well we after every every question Ron Zapolo asked him? It's well, always well we." That's funny because the one thing I remember about Dan Reeves, it was he loved to say the word football. You know, oh, the, the football, football the, the football team did a really good job in the football game. And, you know, it was a really good football play he made. Football. And Mike Shanahan, I think, if I'm memory serves, he would always be, well, obviously, you know, it's like, oh, are you pleased with the win today? Well, obviously, we're pleased with the win. Well, obviously. Well, obviously. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and I remember covering the Broncos and I covered training camp with both Reeves and Shanahan and Shanahan got mad at me once for a question. The only guy mad, he got a little bit short and Reeves was always really nice. And so I like Dan Reeves. Obviously Shanahan is probably the better coach. Two Super Bowl titles with the Broncos, three overall. Gotta love him. Got that one with San Francisco. I don't know if you've uh, ever had the occasion to eat at, uh, Shanahan's in, in no. lovely uh, Centennial, Colorado. I actually I went there with uh, MHR photographer Casey Barrett actually just uh, just wow. a couple months ago, and uh, they let you uh, they let you hold the trophies, and it's like no one wants to touch the San Francisco trophy. It's just like it's there. They let it's you in the like case. hold the Lombardi. Yeah. You can like hold it, and and they used to let you uh, try on the Super Bowl rings, but I guess someone dropped it and Holy... knocked the diamond loose. And well, okay, um... well, first of all, I'm going to be there next week. My about eight to ten days. It's from mom's surprise party, so don't tell her. Okay, and okay. Uh, then I'm coming back out for week three Sunday night football against the 49ers. Maybe I'll have to go to Shanahan's. You should go. I recommend the eighteen dollar broccoli. It comes with some cheesecloth shrouded lemon that you just squeeze right on there. It's delicious. $18. I love, I love broccoli. Okay, so what about Mike Shanahan? He is the face of Bronco success in the 90s, and you can't tell the story of John Elway, uh, of that incredible offense, without Mike Shanahan. He, he took the Broncos into the modern era, really. Uh, you know, Reeves is still running that 1970s, Tom Landry offense. And you know, then we got Wade Phillips and John Fasselin, who took Elway to statistically one of his best seasons for his 
only 4,000 yard season, I believe. And then Shanahan took the team into a whole new, whole new stratosphere. Yeah. Revolutionized uh, training camp, actually. Like you were talking earlier about the the hundred people and mm-hmm. camp, you know, dragging on forever and ever and ever. And it, uh, Mike yeah, Shanahan, it kind of instituted the new uh, the new way of doing things, the way teams do it to still today, of just like two weeks intense focus. And you know, if you're not making it, you're not making it. We're not wasting our time with you. That we don't need a hundred people. Yeah, like with camp. Reeves, it was like like four or five weeks, and like the first like week or so was just like rookies and free agents and i remember it's all the people you never heard of and probably weren't going to make the team but you still went out there every single day because it was people running around in the correct color of laundry and you wanted to be there to watch it it's broncos football and you know you suffered through uh, a whole summer and especially in those years there was no baseball or anything, anything really worth uh, watching yeah so. <laughs> i don't like baseball anyway so. i know wow sorry but... rockies fans but i don't know well i i don't like the rockies either and then there's randy gratishar and now a lot of people have a lot of feelings about randy gratishar and a lot of of snub feelings so uh in uh in in previous conversations with Lori Lattimore Volkman and Tim Lynch of Mile High Report uh there has been some consternation about the accuracy of Randy Gratishar's tackle stats because uh tackle yeah. stats were not officially like gathered at that time and so it is estimated that he has an ungodly amount uh unfortunately i i I went to look for it i couldn't find it i I was trying to find like his like unofficial tackles yeah and then i remember some guy made a comment on like you know you can't believe his stats that's why he's not in because it's all yeah you can't believe like that's awful like like what do you mean like deacon jones everyone believes that like why just because he played for denver you can't believe it like that's my thing i i have no doubt that his tackle totals were a little home cooking because the local stats guys are going to give their guy a little bit extra juice but it wasn't something that was just happening in denver it was happening all around the nfl and so to say that his numbers were uh maybe a little bit juiced well so were every single buddy else's from that era why has he been held accountable for that but nobody else has he measures up to his peers in every single metric you want to think of i I haven't yet heard a, a valid reason why he's not in the hall of fame Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, a lot of it comes back to when the Denver Broncos played. They played in the afternoon. They were, they were well, the afternoon. They were the late game. For our East Coast friends, they were the late game. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people would, would stay and, and watch, uh, you know, the early game. Uh, the East Coast teams play, and, and then the Broncos would come on. And, you know, for a long time, especially in the 70s, they were not very good. And so yes. a lot of people did not see them because they would not put them on nationally. Uh, I mean, they, they, weren't, they weren't on Monday night football for for years and years and years and years and howard cosell was incredibly nasty to the broncos highlights of the earlier games of monday night football yeah yeah. the broncos were also never part of that highlight package so when it came came out that randy gratishar had all these tackle stats everyone's like well i never saw it that's ridiculous i never Mm -hmm. heard about it that's not a valid reason that's ignorance 
on the part of the people who should be educating themselves. If you're voting for the Hall of Fame and you're like, well, I never saw him on TV. Well, you have YouTube now. You have access to information from present day, people who played with them, people who played against him. I, you know, so that's what I'm saying. It's not a valid reason. It's like, Some would say that they might even have an obligation to find out. Like, it's not like it's, one it's unfindoutable. Like, you can, this is something that you can actually... No, like you can you can go find those games. If you call up the 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 Hall of Fame and say, you know what, I am, uh, uh, I am Peter King. Can you can you give me a selection of Randy Gratishar games? You might be able to watch a little Randy Gratishar. I like you can if you want. Like if you you are a voter, you might have an obligation. But a lot of voters are like, whatever. I'm showing up for the uh, the the buffet and the photo ops. If you're if you're Peter King or not to dog on him but somebody who has a hall of fame vote you've been connected and plugged in for long enough you could call up people who played for the chiefs the raiders who played against him every year twice a year for a decade you can get contemporary accounts of how how he did it's just do you well, want to you can get contemporary or you could even go back into the archives because like these players did not play in a vacuum like there is documentation of what yeah. other people said about them throughout yeah. their career yeah. like if you want to know you could know you could. And I think it's a little bit lazy. Again, I, I don't buy many conspiracy theories, but I, that's one I kind of buy into a little bit. But over the last 10 years, we've gotten we've gotten a representation. So it's hard to still feel that way in the present day fully. I think but I think Randy and Dan Reeves are like you would get those two in and suddenly I'm, I'm not feeling as slighted as as I used to. Like, I mean, when it was Floyd Little, Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis, you know, I, I would still like to see Carl Mecklenburg get in. Like, I mean, the albino rhino was, was a cornerstone of, of Bronco defense when I was growing up, you know, I, I mean, love it, Mecklenburg. It, he was awesome. We went hiking out here in NorCal and stopped in this little bump in the road town and had a barbecue place. And inside, this is last week, they had a, uh, old, Coors beer can with Carl Mecklenburg behind their bar, like on display with several other cans. But randomly, some little town up near Tahoe, Carl Mecklenburg made me so happy. That's awesome. I, it, I remember being so proud of him when I uh, was watching TV and the the Hungry Man commercial would come on, and oh, he yeah. was like he was like the spokesperson, like I'm Carl Mecklenburg and I'm a hungry man. I need my TV dinner. He played all seven positions in the front seven. Who else does that? Well, you know, I don't know if that's true. I mean, it's, he did. Uh, it was it was in Denver, and you oh, know, so yeah, they play happen. in the later time slot. And, yeah, and he, it was know, at altitude, Cosell. so it's yeah. it's easier to play linebacker at altitude. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's like hitting hitting the baseball, you know. All right, yeah. so if you could pick one, you already have picked one, but if, if uh, let know, just, I, let's just recap this, if you could pick one to go in this year, well, I think Mike and Randy, and I think you could flip a coin. As to who's more deserving, I just have a soft spot for Dan Reeves because he was a big part of me coming of age as a Broncos fan. And I don't like how some people, his reputation existed because you, you had to take the side of either, either Elway or Reeves when that split happened. And everybody took Elway's side. So did I. And as you get older, you kind of look back and realize he was a lot better than he got credit for. And so I have a soft spot for him. But who deserves it more between these three? I would like to see Randy get in this year because I think Shanahan will get in so he can wait another year. I think Shanahan definitely gets in, but I think with each year that goes by, it's less and less likely that Gratishar gets in. And then you get to the point where you don't want it to be something where he's inducted 
posthumously. There's some players who, you know, wait to get in and they get in after they die. Like Dan Reeves will never get to enjoy his Hall of Fame moment, which he should. And I would like to see Randy get in just because he deserves it as much as anybody who's there, probably deserves it more than some. And I think Mike has, his time is coming. So I'd like to see Randy get in this year. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, you know, Randy went through the process and fell out of it uh, as, a, as a regular year-to-year inductee. And now he can only go in as a senior committee inductee. And so this is his chance. Very rarely does the senior committee uh, selection not uh, get the nod um, when the time comes. Um, I, Randy is absolutely deserving. He's, he, he is the, the face of the Orange Crush defense. There is nobody in the Hall of Fame from the Orange Crush defense. And so it, it's, it would be nice to get a little little OC love up in there. I was always a Tom Jackson fan growing up. So I remember when I was watching, I was always watching Tom Jackson play. And uh, so to me, the face of the Orange Crush is always going to be Tom Jackson. He's not a Hall Who of Who should though. also be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, uh, Chris Berman so? even said so. Chris Berman said so. Uh, you know, I mean, I, granted, he's, Berman, he's I mean, uh, well, you know, yeah. He's, he's uh, pretty, but, he and Tom are friends. So it's like me saying that you should be in the Hall of Fame, which you should. I it's, appreciate it's, that. Of course, it's biased. Um, but anyway, Tom Jackson was my first Bronco crush. So when I think of the Orange Crush, I immediately go to Tom Jackson. Yeah, it's Bob <laughs> Swinson, Lyle Alzado. Um, Louis Wright. Louis Wright. What's your uh, view of Lyle Alzado's legacy? Because I just think of him as a Bronco and tormenting Elway and some of that stuff. Oh, I, I, I think he should be in the Ring of Fame. He was a you Bronco so? far longer than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. And we we uh, we traded him to the Browns, and then they got rid of him, and he went to to the Raiders. And so, um, that was like the first time as a kid, where I'm like, I felt like betrayed. I'm like, how could he play for the Raiders? Oh yeah. my God, you know, that was just. And then Bill Romanowski came along behind him and picked up the playbook and was like, I'm going to do the same thing. And it's like, yeah. you you think of Bill Romanowski as a Raider or as a Bronco? I'm happy to think of him as a Raider because even when we played as, with the Broncos, he seemed like a Raider, so to speak. And that I just, you know, he had the entire spitting incident and I was not, I was not a fan of uh, Bill Romanowski. And then he hurt Shannon Sharp, you know, with the horse collar tackle. He's one of those people that, you know, I rooted for because he was on the team, but I never liked him. So I consider him a Raider just because I, I don't hold him in very high esteem. Well, let's not lose sight of the fact that his wife was ordering performance enhancing drugs to their house. So that could be it. We well, don't hear is, some yeah. interesting Lila Zato trivia. Lay it on me. Okay. Well, he's Broncos from 71 to 78, around 79 to 81. Then he was the uh, LA Raiders for three years, retired in 1985. Did you know that he tried to come back in 1990, five years after retirement? I did not know that. With, with he only who? made you... the offseason with the Raiders. He only made the uh, offseason, like the practice squad, but he tried to come back after five years and did not work. Uh, my heart oh. breaks for him. And he boxed Muhammad Ali. Do you remember that? He did at Mile High yeah. Stadium. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. And uh, he had he had the thought that he was going to win at one point, and then uh, Ali was like, "No, no, no, no." We're yeah, not I mean, doing that. Ali nineteen seventy nine was not Muhammad Ali all caps, but he still knows how to box and put on a show. You know, I mean, they oh, both yeah. got paid. They both got paid, and it's weird. It's weird seeing video of that, like uh, of them at Old Mile High, and like. It's sweating in the sun. And first of all, who throws a uh, an outdoor boxing match uh, in, in the daytime? Like, that's a very strange thing. Like, it should be at night, right? I mean, you want yeah. the lights on the thing. and But, uh, you know, it was the 70s. People didn't care what things looked like back then. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. just look at architecture. Uh, there's a picture of it. Uh, Mile High Stadium, the top two decks were empty. So it's just just uh, the bottom uh, the bottom bowl. bowl. At least in this picture, I'm not entirely sure if it was full. It is a cloudless day in Denver. Yes, it was. 
So Jess, you know, we established that there's this quarterback, Russell Wilson, I believe, who's going to mm. be starting playing for Denver. Um, and that's going to be, that's going to take a lot of the oxygen in the room once the media reports start coming out. But what else are you looking forward to? Once you take away Russell, which we're all looking forward to, what are you looking forward to? I am really excited about beating the Chiefs <laughs> and the Raiders and the Chargers. That's really what I'm looking forward to. I I, th- I think we can at least, at the very least, split with all of them. Like, yeah. I, I think we might do better than that, but I think with a, a, a genuine quarterback that is not uh, Trevor Simeon or Joe Flacco or, or any... Any of those retreads, dare I say. All the Trevor fans are just clicking unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Oh, uh, well, see, what's great is that there are far more Russell Wilson fans than Trevor fans now. That's true. So, so we will we will sing the praises of Russell Wilson uh, on this podcast. And so um, it's going to be amazing. And and I got to tell you, like, I love it because my wife's family is all from Seattle. And mm. that Super Bowl we lost, uh, that You didn't hurt. hear the end of it, yeah. That hurts. Like, I mean, it, it, there was it, there were people I didn't talk to for years in her family as a result. Uh, I may not have handled it like the mature adult that I am, and I'm okay with that. I've come to terms no, with that. There's, there's, there. You have to draw a line, right? You right. Take a and, stand. And so, what's great is that I haven't had to say anything at all because it's just like, oh, look at him. He's wearing all the orange and blue, and he's yeah. he's rolling up to the children's hospital, and he's like and Mr. The, Denver all of a sudden. It's, tell you a story about the, uh, where were you when. So I found out – I don't know when you found out we were getting Russell Wilson because it was that morning, I believe, that we found out that uh, Aaron Rodgers was staying in uh, Green Bay. And I remember tweeting something like, good, at least it's over. We can stop hearing about it. We can at least move forward with Drew Locke. At least we know because the speculation is what killed you. And I'm a high school teacher. And normally I have fourth period off, but I had to go sub for a fourth period. And I'm walking through the hallway and I just check on Twitter to see what's happening. And I see the Broncos are trained for Russell, Russell Wilson. And I'm like walking down the hallway with this, all these high school kids trying not to lose my, sh- I'm going to say shit. Yeah. Because I was like, holy, oh my, holy. And I got into this uh, guy's class and I'm like, guys, do you know what just happened? And uh, this kid sitting in the front is a Seahawks fan. He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, yes, here's Adam Schefter's tweet. It's real. It's happening. And I was so excited. And I didn't have a fifth period that day. So I went to the store and bought like cookies and cupcakes and my sixth period. We just had a party. We had a Russell Wilson party that day because I was too excited <laughs> to teach anything. <laughs> and so we had a we had a little party and uh, it was great. That was a really, really good day. A, a moment that will live in MHR infamy. Uh, for for those for those listening that that also read the site, I I am largely a history guy. I love Broncos history. That's kind of my where I'm at. Uh, if you need a guy to break down film, that's that's AJ. You want to you want to you want to listen to AJ or, or read AJ. Yeah. If you want. Um, you know stats like you want to read joe mahoney like he's the guy you know i am not i am not that guy but i can tell you about 1960s denver broncos football i love that and i don't know why that is i was not alive in the 60s no you're um so (laughs) so it is very strange for me to um break any sort of news and so i i happen to be just wandering around the hallways of my house and uh scrolling facebook and i just see the Wait, adam Schefter, the facebook you know a, a lot That's of us a, you're old yeah 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 uh, well i'm not as old as some um That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so i was on the facebook uh, checking out you know cracker barrels feed um and uh and i'll be damned there was uh adam shafter saying that uh, russell wilson had been traded to the broncos and I, I i it was all i could do i just had to screen capture it and paste it into the mile high report chat it was like seconds old 
And immediately everyone was like, you are an old person. Why are you doing this on Facebook? Are you, are you kidding us? Like, what is this? You know? Well, you saw so, some AOL time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once dial up connected and yeah. prodigy was able to sync with the server, like I yeah. was able to really get the Broncos news to the mile high report hive mind. And so it, that's kind of a badge of honor is that, uh, that I was the one, uh, who broke the Facebook news of <laughs> <laughs> signing well. Russell Wilson. So this concludes our first 2022 actual league year football show, something, something Broncos with the new squad. Mike DeSico, I'm Jess Place. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.